Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. I'm your host today, Javon, and I'm here with my co-host. Yo, 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 what's going on, guys? It's Ryan. And it's Andrew. Yes, yes, yes. Lots to get into. Champions League to discuss. There's a new World Cup format uh, for 2026. They rearrange it again. We'll get into that later. Uh, but let's get into it. Kicking it off, kicking off this episode with the Champions League. Uh, boys, what did you think? Uh, second leg wasn't as entertaining as the first uh, home legs, uh, especially since we kind of already predicted some of the outcomes already. And, it, you know, with Napoli going through, Real Madrid going through, uh, maybe for you guys, you're probably a little bit happy with uh, Chelsea going through against Dortmund. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's give him a, a little round of applause. There we go. Three game winning streak. There we go. There we go. A miracle happened. <laughs> a miracle happened. Potter heard her complaining. He oh, heard her complaining. Tell you what, you guys are in a better mood today than you guys were last time out. I, I tell you, I'm telling you. I think for me, um, while I love the Chelsea win, I did not. What I what struck me, I did not see City scoring seven goals against Leipzig. Because Leipzig has been a, a good, a solid team this season. Yes, they they kind of capitulated in that game, but I did not see a seven a seven nil dropping in Manchester. No, that 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 was ridiculous. Holland scoring five goals in a span of what, like thirty five minutes or something? Absolutely yeah. disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> it was a beatdown. It was an absolute beatdown. Benfica winning five one. Yeah, They're... they they got it pretty good in their draw against Club Rouge. And the yeah. way they dismantled them both home and away, yeah, they, they're going through. And I don't think they're going to be the easy tie for the next round either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you get Benfica, I guess you'll play them. But it's they're flying under the radar, in my opinion, and they've been doing great. Even after uh, we took Enzo from him. <laughs> even after we took Enzo from him. Gonzalez, uh, Gonzalo Ramos. He might be coming been, next season. Might be coming next season. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Gonzalo Ramos has been playing great. You know what stood out to me? How boring that Tottenham AC Milan game was. Yeah, it was like Tottenham. You know, it. it's I like, knew it was going to be bad. <laughs> you know, it's it's not just bad. It's like it's just Spursy of them. You know, they have something on the line and just they didn't seem to really go for it. Exactly. Not until like the 85th minute. It was it was very bad. And then they showed again why they didn't deserve the first final they were in. They they laid an egg there, too. It it just shows where they are as a club. Yeah. And um, not to mention the Porter Inter game. Inter literally went to to Portugal, to Porto just to defend. Yeah, they did. They they just went there to defend and those aside from those two games, I would say every other Champions League game had some form of excitement in it because even everyone know um Napoli Frankfurt was a full blown conclusion, but you would still watch that game to see how Napoli play because they play really good entertaining football. Cavetskelia, Ashimen, absolutely fantastic. And there was also some controversy in that as well. With uh, the Frankfurt fans not being allowed to get watch their uh, team in the away leg, uh, mm. so they kind of tore up the city of Napoli a little bit by rioting. So that yeah. was, that that's a little subplot right there. Yes, and I and I saw a bomb, a, a car, a car blew up. Yeah, not, not like a bomb, but a car blew up. Yeah, so it it was crazy. It was crazy. So, um, let's dig into uh, where do you guys want to start? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bayern fra- fans, I. 
my apologies. Bayern defeated PSG. <laughs> <laughs> As if, as if we didn't know and knew already, because yeah, it's so easy to forget at this point. <laughs> yeah, because you can't, you can't call on PSG for anything when it comes down to the Champions League. Everyone's like, "Oh, I've seen some people say Neymar's out, so PSG are gonna play better. Um, they'd be more balanced." The lack of creativity in that game was appalling. Yeah, sometimes um... a club can be bigger than the player. Like Messi dragged an Argentina team to a trophy, but you can't drag this PSG team to the trophy they need to get to. Yeah. Just, I want to credit just, more on the Bayern team because they stifled them. They didn't allow them to play. And, they, you know, when it came to creating chances, it was very few and far between for PSG. They struggled mm-hmm. a lot in both games. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'll point out something to you guys that you probably didn't realize. You realize that Mane, Sane, or Gennari didn't start that game at all. They came on in the second half. So they had all that firepower and they didn't on the it. bench, right? You had they got beat by Chuba Moting, Musiala, and um Muller played too. Muller, Muller. And Kings of Coleman, of course. And Byron still and managed to win that game. It was it was very lackluster from PSG. Um I don't want to take any away from Bayern, but when you look at that PSG team, you expect more. Am I, or am I asking for too much? No, you do, especially the way that they're wrapping up league on you know business as usual. It's March, and they're ten points ahead. Bayern, meanwhile, they're somewhat in the title race in their mm-hmm. own league, so it's like you would expect PSG to be a little bit more fresher. Yeah, but then it goes back to the narrative, um, and I'll get your 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 opinion on this, Andrew. Uh, goes back to the narrative. Is league uncompetitive enough to prepare you for the Champions League? Because yeah, that's was, been the saying all along. Yeah, I was going to bring that up and actually pose this question because honestly, I don't think it is because just historically, it's shown that it hasn't provided enough competition throughout the season, no matter who's been in the top spot or not. Even just them, the clubs from Liga, Liga in general, mm-hmm. haven't made it far in the in Europe at all. Like. You hear about Italian teams having periods of winning it. Yeah, you hear about the Spanish clubs, of course, winning it the most. Even English clubs, you don't hear about the you don't hear about the German French clubs winning about it. Mm-hmm. Even you hear about you even hear uh, Ajax so historically winning it a few times, yeah. but it's like they you barely even recognize the history in France of that one. Yeah, yeah oh, I, I think I, I think, think all the Marseille, Marseille, Marseille is the only club in France that yeah. that's ever won that, the Champions yep. League. And there you go. They're the only one with the star. Like, and it's crazy, I, too, because, like, their national team is a powerhouse. And they're going to be a powerhouse probably for the next dec- a decade or so. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, it, the, their European, their, their uh, national team will definitely have better European pedigree than any club team. Will yeah, ever. but all of those players, 90% um, of, of that France national team play in harder leagues. I don't, all right, let me not be disrespectful to the other leagues. Play in more difficult or seen at the higher level leagues. Yeah, ah, because, highly, more highly competitive. Yeah, because you have players playing for uh, playing in England, La Liga, well, the Premier League, La Liga, Syria, and the Bundesliga. And say what you want about the Bundesliga. Yes, Bayern may run away with it every year, but at some stage it is competitive. At some stage it's competitive until the 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 chasing pack defeats themselves. If that makes sense, like you will have no, a game like. Right. 
Leipzig is third, Dortmund is second, and they're so close in points where if Leipzig win, they go second, but then that extends Bayern's lead versus um, other times if if Dortmund win, they go atop a little bit, then they dr- randomly draw a, a, a game and then Bayern just keeps winning out. So that's the issue with that league, but it's still competitive. You know, so... Yeah, because yeah, I, I will say in, in Liga, it's almost... It's more times than not a blowout when it comes to the title race, mm-hmm. especially by like the middle stage of the Champions League run, where at that point, if you're playing like three games into it, like three club games into it, where you just don't need to play as hard because you already mm-hmm. won the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as good practice as when if you're one point off every time and every game matters. Every and you got to stay out, at it. You have that sharpness and that focus just practiced in you. Just that much more practice of doing that is even better to give you mm-hmm. the edge. Because you're talking really small margins at this level. Mm-hmm. Really small and then, margins between players. And thinking back, I don't know, the last time um, French leagues were really competitive in the Champions League was when Mbappé was at Monaco. Apart from apart from that PSG Champions League final run, I'm not talking about that one club going all the way to the final. I'm talking about where there was multiple teams. You had Monaco that year and PSG that year making a deep run. Uh, and, you- and that's it. I want to say even uh, PSG Champions League final run that was also a bit of an anomaly because that was what the that tournament bubble that they did in um in Portugal yeah. because of COVID. Yeah, one leg yeah the yeah, one leg it, it was just one match and you know and the teams that they faced I think they faced Leipzig in the semifinal yeah so it you know it wasn't that much of a stretch for them yeah. to go that far <laughs> yeah I'm just trying to shed some form of light of positivity but since us you guys aren't having it today <laughs> yeah so yeah so yeah kudos to Bayern um they deserve to go through especially after that uh, second leg uh they didn't look like they got out of second gear to me they were just in neutral <laughs> the, the, the entirety of the second leg first leg they scored the first goal and they defended well they they um, Nagelsmann, brilliant, brilliant, um, brilliant, brilliant call to play the youngster over Cancelo. A big call too. A big call. He pocketed it. Am I am I doing too much to say he pocketed Mbappe? Uh, he kept him quiet. He defended him. He defended him. He, it, he, it, like if that was a different winger. And he defended him. You probably wouldn't say he pocketed him. You probably mm. would say he just defended him more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It is a big call that where Nagelsmann could have gotten it wrong, but Mbappe's teammates didn't really do him justice in Munich as well. Yeah. Did you see? Did you guys see the news about uh, Messi? Or how they're planning? Or how the plan? The 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 fans are whistling Messi, planning on whistling him this weekend. That's you know I'm hearing about it now, but and if that's the case, you, that's messed up. I, I no, guess I they're saying like, he's like not that. working as hard as he did for for Argentina or when he was at Barcelona. I mean, you can't like you literally can't. It's a World Cup. Like there's like so much <laughs> adrenaline pumping through you then that it's like in it's like a drug. Like it's different. Also, different he turns levels. what he's turned thirty six or did he just turn? Is he really that old? And, and you know sure. how much did they want him to run? Yeah, I, I don't know what they expect from him to be honest. Like it's like it it is what it is. 
Yeah, and 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 we'll wrap up. Um, the the I, I, I we have the other games. Um, and the other clubs to discuss here, but your <clears throat> my my final um question to you guys is Neymar a failure at PSG? you kind of look to what he was brought in there for and if his if PSG's sole purpose was to win the Champions League as him as the forefront of it then yeah uh but at the same time I want to say all of their Champions League run except maybe apart from one he wasn't injured in so it's like it it's really harsh to call him a failure because of his numbers but majority of his numbers are in Ligue 1 um I'm going to go out on a limb and say kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if even though he was injured for it and it sucks to really call him a failure for it. But and now that's yeah, it would be harsh. You know, if he wasn't available to play, you can't really do much there. It's not yes. like he injured himself on purpose either. So yeah. <clears throat> and that's harsh, man. Yeah. That's, I, yeah, I, it's harsh. I I think I'm more in alignment with Ryan there because at the day, at the end of the day, one of the best traits of a player's availability is the best ability. If you're out for over for like what was it like forty eight ish percent of games or something like that, or forty three percent, like that's just ridiculous at that point. And mm-hmm. if you, especially if you brought in, especially when you're brought in as a talisman to mm-hmm. accomplish a goal like that, mm-hmm. and you don't even really and you. And you don't even like really make a good attempt at it. Like they, they haven't even had respectable runs really. And and he hasn't been available for them. Just by definition of that, even if it's harsh due mm-hmm. to injury, like it yeah, it's just a failure at that point. The only thing I'll say is when he when PSG did make the run to the final, Neymar was at the forefront. Um yeah. that's the one year he was fit. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's the way I try to tiptoe around low key because he did he did do his job then. <laughs> yeah, but he was available at that point. Yeah, <sighs> then that's probably the most unfair point to put against him because, like, if he was there, then you know he could have done it. If yeah. I wanted to bring one more thing before we close off on PSG, and if you were to compare this team to the last team in ten years, is probably the poorest they have been in terms of mm-hmm. the Champions League. Mm-hmm. To where they could have accomplished. Not only that, like the way that they've been playing hasn't been that good either. It mm-hmm. looks like their front three hasn't properly gelled as they should be. They only they star in certain moments, mm-hmm. and they don't really take control of certain games in the Champions League, from what I've noticed from them. And it sucks because you know Neymar there. I believe he might either get forced out, mm-hmm. uh, but it, his situation doesn't look good. Messi probably is going to end up leaving, and then Mbappe, you know. He's going to look to pick up the pieces. Hopefully, they can still build a team around him. But at some point, he's going to leave too. And where is that going to leave PSG? Yeah. I I, I I agree. When is his contract up? He has two more years after this. He signed, I believe he signed a three-year contract. Yeah. So that means after next year is his last year. Otherwise, he goes for free. Yeah. Yep. And like they got I'm one assuming more they would sell him. him. Yeah. They have, one, they have one more year of Mbappe. Neymar's out the door. Messi's out the door. That that the front three is out the door. Yeah, so it's what it is. Did, we could go on about PSG all night. Um, but <laughs> I wanted it's to speak. One point five billion dollar front three out the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with nothing major accomplished. But speaking <laughs> of teams not winning the Champions League, guess where I'm going? Manchester City. <laughs> I don't know. After that performance, 
uh, you know, sometimes you could, I, it would change my mind seeing the, the way All they dismantled Leipzig, man. Um, but let's talk about that first part first, though. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. My, uh, I'm, 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 I'm here to post questions and then give my two cents. So my, 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 fo- my first and foremost question is, why did Pep take off Haaland when he was about to be, break Messi's record? Because you know where his alliance truly is, man. You know. <laughs> we all know. Uh, I allegedly is to keep him hungry. <laughs> because he can't he because at this point they're dealing with the problem he's breaking too many records. Where he's not gonna have enough ambition later. <laughs> he's keeping him fresh for Burnley this Saturday, that's why. Like, that that's the issue now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um <laughs> realistically <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, I think realistically, it's just to avoid injury. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, could be that too. But you know, at six seven zero. At the end of the day, that's probably the biggest factor is like injury. But then the other stuff probably is in the back of the head too, just as like an emotional driver. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's that's valid. Kevin Dubourne had a brilliant game. Oh, he yeah, had a brilliant was goal. Beautiful. Was it beautiful? Ah. Kevin De Bruyne, man, Top that game off perfect. Uh, it was that a chef's goal. kiss of a goal. Yeah, he 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 ran the show. It's the best game. I'd say it's the best game from him all season. A fair statement. Yeah, he mm-hmm. hasn't been at his KDB best that we all know of. And you know, at one point, I uh, believe it was just before Holland's second goal, he also smacked the ball with his left foot right off of the post. Mm-hmm. So. The way he was dictating play, and Pep is kind of was ousting him a little bit in the media, mm-hmm. you know, telling him to play a little bit more simpler, and because he knows Kevin could do better, and you know, Kevin showed up and showed out. Yep, well, it's good. Um, it uh, taking looking for I did um from a broader standpoint before we get into the controversial penalty call and Edison still being on the field, which I think was absolutely crazy. God, but um. <laughs> Is this more so Leipzig being bad or City being brilliant? Uh, a bit of both. Uh, the way that Leipzig is... I wouldn't say that they gave up, but you could tell that the controversial calls kind of got to them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, they were playing as like, oh, what's the point, kind of? But mm-hmm. then it got to a point where it got embarrassing for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they made City look really good because of that. You know, I I think they could have put up a fight. Fifty five, forty five, City being good on the fifty five, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And I I I completely agree with you guys. But speaking of those controversial calls, I I it was absolutely disgusting. That was not a handball. The ball didn't even change trajectory. Yeah, I I don't understand. It's not. It's, it wasn't going towards goal and. I don't think a city player would have gotten it either. So exactly. it's like, I don't and understand no, why. Give it. And no one was complaining. Not Raji who headed the ball. No one from the city team. It is just absolutely crazy. Uh, when, when, when something's such an amiss that even the opposition doesn't even try to claim it to even finesse it and, like, you know, try to, you know, how mm. players push for calls that aren't even their call. Yeah. Thing. Like, they yep. didn't even try that. <laughs> like, that, that's it, how you know it's like a bit of a mess. Yeah, and then it got worse because Edison goes out, comes out swinging, 
whiling like a wild bull and completely clears out arms. I think you, I, I don't, I, I think it was Salasai, our, our team of Werner, completely clears him out, didn't get the ball. He didn't even get a red card. Timo Werner got the red card instead. And you know, it's funny, the foul went the other way too. Exactly. I won't give it a red yellow card. card. No, I, yellow card. Yellow, yellow card, my bad. Yeah, it was a yellow card. But I wouldn't have given Ederson a red card, mainly because I don't think it was going It was going more towards a side. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it was going to be a goal-scoring opportunity at that point. But the mm-hmm. way he came out was well, pretty I mean, reckless. Do you, do you, you still can't just randomly clear out that player, though. When it's, like a, when it's a one-on-zero, how much do you count the cuteness of the angle, realistically? Um, You... I guess you could start to rule it out a little bit more, but they didn't even reach the penalty box, so maybe it could have been. It, it all depends yeah. if he would have gotten the ball. Yeah. But 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 I think he would do a straight red card because uh, last man comes into play and positional play. Because yeah. let's say if it was um, let's say if it was Werner or Conrad Lehmer, I I keep forgetting who exactly it was, so forgive me. The the Leipzig player was one on one. If he was one on one. Um, and there was no, and the, the covering defender was a too far back, and he cleaned him up like that. He would have had to be in a straight red. I think it because it was at an angle, and there was covering defenders. That's why I'm just making an argument for it. Well, as to why they didn't kind of uh, take it too far, or a red card, which I think I think you should have gotten off the field. Uh, uh, you know why? You can't. I don't care where you are in the field. If it was midfield, if I come, if we're going fifty fifty for a ball, right? Yes, I get the ball, but if I completely clear you out, it's a red card. It's a reckless play. It's reckless play. You know what you're doing. And on top of that, you're the goalkeeper. You left your box, came out, all guns blazing, like a wild boar, and cleaned out the player. I, I'm never, I, I don't know. What gets me the most is I'm trying to figure out what the ref is thinking because he gave the foul the other way. So I'm thinking, was there an offside or something? Could, to why? You can only think that Werner instigated the contact at that point somehow. Yeah, that's the that's right. That's the only excuse. Like I, I can't think of. I don't see how he perceived that, but that's the only way you could like explain that away a bit. Yeah, it it's absolutely crazy. And then like kind of following that, it was more so what Ryan said. Leipzig kind of just dropped, and they're like, "What's the point? We're already two goals down." Because immediately after, immediately after that, Haaland scores. Haaland scores a brilliant header after the rebound. And then it was bish bash bosh uh, over. It's a great shot from De Bruyne on the left peg there, too. Right? Like, who's on, who's on one this time? He's on yeah, yeah, and after the games, his after-match comments on um, Paramount was, he didn't want to sound arrogant, but City brought him into in the Champions League. So we see how far they go. And it was a good game. It was a good game. I'm not, I, I, there's not much to say about the Inter-Porter game. It, 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 just, it, was, it was a nil-nil. For all our listeners, it was a nil-nil. It was a very non-entertaining nil-nil. It was, if a, you were, it was a park the Bucks classic by Inter Milan from their yeah. Champions League winning run, man. Yeah. That's what they brought out. It was not even. It was not even one of those exciting nil nils where there's chances left and there, brilliant mm-hmm. football, nasty skills, none of that. If 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 you were if, if you were introducing someone to football for the first time, I guarantee you they wouldn't watch the sport again. Same <laughs> thing with the, the Tottenham oh, yes. game. Oh yes, this was, it's games like that that make people hate watching football. Like I, I swear, 
It's a, if those are your first games, then that is that is horrible. But then if you contrast that with the Benfica game, that was exciting. Oh, goals galore. That was a pretty one-sided match, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, at uh, Gonzalez. And uh, I think it's... Is it, I don't want to get the, the Benfica um, player's name wrong, but he scored a brilliant goal. Ah, uh, Fabio. I think I it's Fabio. Also, thing is, they gave that handball that was so innocuous. But then for us against Dortmund, mm-hmm. they did this. They kind of did the same thing. Like we, like that handball, low key. No, no, no. The, the reason. So the reason why. I, yeah, I, I get. Might... The re- yeah, I get it, but low key. No, no, no. Look, I think it was a legitimate handball. The ball hit the ball. If you're gonna compare the two, the ball hit his hand. Uh, hit um the but the Dor- Dortmund defender's hand. But it's it's just... clear as day. I cannot tell you that the ball hit Hendrick's hand because one, the ball didn't the ball didn't change direction. The ball was going where it, it, it it's intended. No one calls for it, and the angles that they show us, I it, it, I cannot definitively say the ball hit his hand. Well, versus when when Chilwell was whipping in the cross, yes, he, the, his hand was kind of by his side, but his 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 hand did come up a bit, and it was somewhat extended, but the so, distance was close. So actually, I want to actually compare and contrast that one, even though the two different leagues, to the one that we didn't get called against Fofana. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> because even though the two actually the two separate leagues that treat handball differently, so that's already the explanation, but. Mm-hmm. It's to me. It's just wild that there's just such a disparity in the way that it's called throughout, like the sport, when it's all the same sport technically. Yes. In terms of how that rule is supposed to be enforced, at least. Yeah, yeah, bro. I, I, I really understand what you're saying, and I think Ryan will agree. What we're, what we're complaining about, our um, our issue is. Let me not say complaining. Is there's lack of consistency. Cool. You you you're gonna you're gonna give um the 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 handball for Chelsea in that Dortmund game. You gotta give the handball against against Chelsea in in the Premier League game, right? The only the, no playing devil's advocate. The only way I could say you don't give it because for Chelsea is because Fofana's hand was closely to his body and it wasn't extended out. He did kind of nudge his elbow, but his hands was on his belly. His hand, he knows what he was doing, but his hand was on his belly, and it wasn't as far out as the 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 the, the Dortmund defender. The Dortmund defender, you're like you're you're swinging your hand out there, you know. I guess that's the only difference I could see, but I, I do agree with you. To me, it was just a different appendage that was used to be pushed out there, because mm-hmm. while his hand was in, his arm was still being pushed out to like stop the ball, versus the other guy was trying to actually bring his in. But it was then it hit, bro. I give up on this handball rule. From the ball hit your hand, it's a handball. Just make it that. As, as long as it's subjective with the refs, it's you're always gonna get these types of controversial calls because the ref is always gonna yeah. put their spin on it, and it it's always gonna be controversial from that point. There has Wait. to be a set rule between the leagues and FIFA. We're, we're gonna get FIFA GPT five where they're gonna have a generative AI to hopefully ref this for us. Hopefully, because it, it's get. But then it, but then it takes away from um the emotion of the game, cause you know what I instantly remember. Anytime handballs come up, that Michael Ballack handball, no, well, the the handball against um 
Barcelona yeah. in that Chelsea game. Ah, uh, the and, 2009, and, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he was running down the ref, screaming his yeah. head off. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so crazy game. <laughs> yeah, Drogba lost it. Drogba lost it in that game. That I don't know how these madness. people don't knock out the ref, bro. <laughs> it's madness. Thank it's God there wasn't far then for Barcelona. <laughs> but even though the handball was kind of, you know, it was, it was brightest day, man. Oh, and oh. Barcelona did like, kind of get I away with like that penalty. A, I feel like there's good and bad drama, and there's a way to manufacture that good drama so that you don't need the BS drama like that. <laughs> exactly. Poisoning the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, oh, that was so bad. That was so... And there was other controversial calls, but that's just the one that stood out to me. Uh, I wanted we, to get... I wanted to get you guys um um uh, thoughts on this. It's been I think two years removed. The hand the second leg rule uh for the Champions League. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Two years removed. It's been uh it's two years removed since they changed the rules for away goals for the Champions League. Personally, I like it. I don't I like it. it. I miss it. Um, I I know like uh like certain games like uh where teams come in, especially in the first leg, they'll come in defensive, mm-hmm. so the games become kind of like a little bit of a chess match, uh, to see who can get that first goal, especially the away team. You know, if they get an away goal, they kind of set themselves up pretty good for the second leg. Whereas now it's like it's even affairs both games, and it'll you know it becomes kind of a little bit more of a showdown. I think we do get a little bit more goals with this, but with the away goal rules. What I liked about it, like you'll get some like crazy score lines when it gets, starts getting frantic, where like teams are just really chasing it. The defense is open. That uh, that's probably going to go a little bit away from that. Yeah, and that's what I miss the most. I uh, I know Andrew hates this, but I keep what keeps flashing back to my head in the immediate. Apart from the Barcelona comeback, is that Tottenham comeback? But Lucas, where where they where, where they lost one nil at home. Yes, away goes a, rule. That was a good comeback, and they went to Ajax and scored three goals. That was that was a good comeback. I can, I can give I can give Spurs that. I give them the respect when they deserve it. But we just keep in mind the full picture of what they are as a club. Those are the wins that they get. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew <laughs> building Spurs up and ain't happening. <laughs> The day Spurs win a trophy is the day we're gonna have to take Andrew to counseling. <laughs> I feel bad for the counselor. Therapy for that. Why? But yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on this, Andrew? What do you think about the second um, the away goals rule? Because I miss it. Yeah, I guess ultimately it depends on your preference, really, because it, it's really if you want that big, solid 15 minutes of frantic football, or do you want a solid, like, probably 90 or 120-ish minutes of, like, solid above-average football, likely, that you're likely going to get To me, I maybe just... You're likely this... going to get 30 minutes of pretty mid-football, depending on the mm-hmm. score lines most mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. To me, maybe it's my naivety. I don't think much has changed. Because, uh, right, let's take let's take this. Hear me out. Let's take this. Do you think you don't think Liverpool tried to come out how they came out against Real Madrid in that in that first game in Anfield? No, I don't think those types of things will change. But I think the chess that Ryan is talking about when after you're up in terms of away goals or something like if you like if um Liverpool went away to them went mm-hmm. away to them 
or something like that first, mm-hmm. then uh, and went two zero up. They would have <laughs> shut down shop away. Oh, after okay. Like, Just say versus some versus um, if they were with the current rules now, they mm-hmm. go to a zero away. They might still actually play to keep scoring versus like shutting mm-hmm. down shop now. Though knowing they got two away goals, which is like more valuable than. Because it's more valuable, it's more people teams will be more willing to shut up shop essentially. So you're getting rid of that incentive. Yeah, yeah. So to uh, to add on to his point, like teams would prepare certain matches. So especially if there were two evenly contested teams, mm-hmm. you would rather lose or rather win one zero than two one, because that one goal that's away for them could easily turn it around in a one zero game, and it's, they're they're the ones going through, not you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. In that sense, that's where that chess match comes into play. Okay, okay. I I 100% agree. Yeah, and I guess one other thing is that I also more or less believe in, like, scoring more goals totally mm-hmm. is much better than being even on total score goals and one team going out because of where they scored it. To me, that I don't really like that as much in terms of it being the decider like that either. Because if, okay. if you scored five against each other, to me, it doesn't really matter where you did across those two legs. That means mm. you guys got to find out who's going to get that stick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and that's understandable. I kind of just missed the whole umph of being at home and this is your domain versus, and then the other team looking at it, hey, we get a goal here, we can take it back home and, and, and kill it. And then that kind of, because if the away team nicks a goal, the home, the home team are we do have to go away, but let's win it here comfortably first and then go push it back to them. But it, it, it's it's just preference. Honestly, they should do... I, I would just... I would more or less want to see the data on it to see how many times it's actually helped, like, underdog stories happen. Because mm-hmm. if it's honestly happen, helped it happen more often than not, then I'll say keep it because then likely it's a better experience for me because I like those stories. Me too. So, to me, that... To me, I would need to look at the data to actually see which actually gives me the result that... I want more. So okay. Maybe we got to keep this going for a few more years. And then we'll know. <laughs> and then we'll know. Most definitely. And last point at the Champions League before we move on here. Um, the big question. Who's winning it, boys? Who's taking it home? I'm going to go. Favorites are probably still going to be City. I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea just miraculously made a cup run out of this. Because every time you guys sack your manager midseason, somehow you end up winning the damn thing. You know, how, you know, and Potter will be set for life at Chelsea. Wouldn't that be fun for uh, you guys? He's gotta, if he does win it, then he's got to go like soon after. Just like, <laughs> yeah, they get fired like, the next cool. season. <laughs> <laughs> they don't last long after they win it. <laughs> Realistically, I don't see who wants to face Napoli. No, they, 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 no one wants to face Napoli. Or even if you look at Benfica, like I mentioned earlier, they, <laughs> they're not an easy team to play against either. Everyone wants oh. the Milan clubs. <laughs> yeah, they, they look a little uninspiring, even though they were a bit tough to beat. Um, I don't think they faced a real test just yet. Um, but then there's Real Madrid, who's, for whatever reason, they come alive in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're another team you don't want to play against. In Champions League. In, Champions in La Liga, League, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> they don't care anymore. Uh, honestly, and honestly, I'll go and then I get Andrew's prediction, prediction. Honestly, realistically, I can see Napoli taking it. 
only because they're almost 20 points clear in Syria. In when it gets to like the quarterfinal, semifinal, when those games are close, they can make changes. They can afford and and and, and the coach, I think it's Paletti, is playing brilliant football. So it doesn't care, it doesn't matter who comes in and out. You, you can risk your star players like um Kovicskelia and Victor Oshiman, uh, um Anglisa. You can the the the, the uh, centre back, their their big centre back. Name slips me at the moment. Apologies. You can rest those players for the Champions League. Can you imagine them being rested going up against a City, a Liverpool, a Real Madrid? They they would be. No, that, I'm sorry, not a Liverpool. Cause Liverpool has gone home. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the bigger teams where it gets real. I I feel like if they come up against Bayern, that would be the worst bet for them. Nice. I don't I see how I don't see how they it will I won't say it won't be difficult, but it's not Bayern's like just more, Bayern's just a well drilled engine and it's one of those things where they it could come up against Napoli and completely tear them apart, or Napoli could just, you know, resist and just go through them. But but I've seen Napoli play this season. They can pick you apart in so many ways. They can control the play of the game if needed. They can lap it over the top because Oshiman, Kaviskeli, and Politano, or uh, Chucky Lozano, who's playing, whoever's playing that right wing, make runs in behind. They can ping it to, to, to Oshiman to hold the ball up, and then he creates space for others. They can cut, they can dissect you, or they just lob it over the top. If you want to go into a, a, a physical day game, they can get physical. I that's, honestly that's don't though. see how any team finds playing Nap- Napoli easy. You met. Thing is, this is what I feel Bayern could do. They match up eleven v eleven. They got the guys for it, and that they could just—they have more experience than them to just outdo them in that sense. And that's how I feel like they would beat them, either like definitively beat them, or they would just, or that, or like you said, Napoli could edge that out still. Yeah, and I agree with him. To me, it's still, to me, still, it's like a very, to me, in my sense, it's that Bayern has the highest chance out of the teams remaining to do that to them. And and if I'm being honest, I take everything you say, and Real Madrid can do that too. Only big, and I'm not basing this on form. I'm just basing this on what real the Champions League means to Real Madrid. If oh, yeah. they you turn can. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's a, to me that's a different type of capability because that's like that that's like what they pulled out every time they came back against people like us in the Champions League run in City. Every time when they were just like coming back. From going down on a few goals on the run, yeah, and just somehow just winning because that's just what they do in their history. I don't with Re- with Real Madrid on that point. If you let them control these games, yeah, that's when they're at their most dangerous. Against Napoli, I don't think they're going to want to chase their players. They're not going to want to run after because Napoli is extremely high energy. They're going to stretch them. Um, but at the same time, whereas like uh, as uh, he said before, as Bayern pound for pound, they do have in, in terms of a more solid group. And they can match a Napoli on the, uh, you know, stretching the game out. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it'll come to, it could come down to experience at that point where Bayern has that edge. City, uh, where, you know, they're going to look to control the game no matter what. Uh, they don't like to be stretched either. They don't, you know, you saw their games against Liverpool. You always think that Liverpool looked the more dangerous in those mm-hmm. games. So I'm talking about like a couple of years ago, those, the City Liverpool. So Napoli is very resemblance of a Liverpool team. Where they come at you with a high press, and then you know they can also s- slow the game down a little bit, 
and control it a little bit and send it out to their wide players. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, I, I, I'm going to be honest. We're looking at facts and what we've seen so far and kind of, I'm going to go strictly off feeling here. I ho- and I hope this doesn't happen to Chelsea. Um, but I just feel like Napoli is going to play one of these big clubs and they're going to demolish them. Ooh, uh, the, you guys don't think so? You uh, guys don't think so? Who they get. Why did you have to make it Chelsea? No, because the, the, it's a realistic. The draw, one, at the time of recording, the draw hasn't been made yet. But I have a feeling that Napoli, because they're so clear ahead in, 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 in Italy... They're gonna pitch up in one of these big games, and they're gonna. It's gonna be a blowout. Kavaskela is gonna be brilliant. All is gonna be a Napoli. I wanted to follow up on that. Uh, since the draws this morning, uh, tomorrow morning, who would you guys prefer as a favorable draw? I'll take any Milan club. (laughs) (laughs) We already beat them twice. (laughs) Let's just keep it safe. I'll take any Milan club. But but, but that's the thing. at the same and in the same in the same breath, that to me is a Chelsea thing or anything. It, that last game we played, how we created in that last game we played in the league was breathtaking. Enzo worth yeah, every that's, penny, that's but we're gonna stick a pin till we get to the Premier League oh <laughs> in the next segment. Beautiful goal, such a beautiful goal. Listeners, you guys are in for it now. <laughs> Oh, don't do that! Don't do that. We're not biased here. We're not biased here, except um, Andrew when he comes on to Spurs. But we're not biased here. I'm not. I I don't say any lies against Spurs. <laughs> I just say what it is. Uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong when I talk about Spurs. Feel free. Okay. Okay. Um. But the the, the reason why, just to end my point, I just feel like. Napoli, I, I'm not saying that they're going to win it. I just really feel like they're going to show up against one of these big teams and they're going to get demolished. Not, Napoli's going to do the demolishing. But that's just my two cents. Um, dream draws. Uh, I'll take... So my dream draws, um, realistically, Chelsea versus Benfica. Read only being I'm I'm if I'm being I'm I'm taking myself I'm taking my personal feelings towards Chelsea out of it. I want them to play a team that's been flying. So Chelsea versus Benfica, AC Milan versus um Bayern Munich. We've seen that show before. Should be good. Napoli versus Manchester City because okay. that's a game I'd want to see over both legs. Yo, that that. That'd be a madness. I'm not gonna lie. Right. I hope. I'm hoping for that now. Yeah. Yep. And what is it? Uh oh. Uh, yeah. I have Inter versus Inter versus Bayern, Chelsea versus Benfica, Man City versus Napoli. What am I missing? Milan and. Oh yeah, Milan and Milan and um. Hold on, let me pull it up here. Yeah, we have it. You did I say Chelsea. Was... Yeah, I said I said Chelsea versus Benfica. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yes. That would be Madrid's. Uh... Oh, oh yeah. AC versus Real Madrid. How did I forget Real Madrid? It was supposed to be a moment. <laughs> I'd love to AC see Madrid Milan, and City Real though. Madrid. That that would be you know that rematch from last year. I but think we that's... saw but we saw this last season. I want to see new matchups. 
Napoli Manchester or Napoli versus Real Madrid. Oh, Napoli that, Real, that would be a fun game. Um, I would love to see the Milan derby in the Champions League. That would be a feisty affair. That would be Yo, good to watch. Imagine Man City versus Bayern and Napoli Real Madrid. That would be wild setup for just the quarters right there. Uh, and then whoever, and then we, we get get rid of some of the big boys. I like what you yeah, think, my yeah, boy. Yeah, two, <laughs> two of them, yeah, two of them done right there. And then we avoid one of them for the semifinal. <laughs> so how to play for the final? <laughs> We're we're on the other side of it with the two Milan's and Benfica. Yeah, and, that, and that's how you guys win it. No, 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 no. There no, you no. go. And I'm still not taking it for granted because Benfica has been scoring goals of so fun. So it's not mm. necessary. I guarantee you walk through against Benfica. I just want to see it because Benfica is gonna come out guns blazing, and they got the Enzo Derby, right? Enzo and Felix Derby. Mm-hmm. So you know it should be a fun game. Uh, what's your what's your what's your uh, lineup, Andrew? Uh, mine's probably pretty similar. I would probably say AC Milan for Chelsea, just because I'm going off of we beat them already twice this season. We know them well. I just think we need something we know that we can win presented in front of us, just because I still think we not what where I think we at with part is I think he found the path. And that's where, yeah, he just found the path. Because he, wherever the hell he was at, the other <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. But I know he finally found a path, though. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he thinks that he knows where this path is leading, but he found a path. And he's just going to stick with it. <laughs> and it got us moving. And mm-hmm. it got us moving in a direction. So, mm. yeah, but ultimately, yeah, I think I, I agree with you with what, on your choices because I think Real Madrid and Napoli would be a Real yeah, Madrid. Yeah. Honestly, Real Madrid, Napoli, and Man City. Uh, Man uh, City, Bayern. Man yeah. City, Bayern. And then us versus AC Milan, Inter Milan, Benfica on the other side of that bracket. And yeah, we good. Chelsea can be either one of those four giants on the other side of the final. Listen, as a Chelsea fan... I, I fear no one right now because we have nothing to play for. It is what it is. Right. I, 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 honestly, right. I, li- I like your draws, but the reason why I'm saying I have no, I, um, we have nothing to fear, I'd rather win by beating a couple big teams because I'm tired of this narrative that whenever, every time Chelsea I win the Champions League, we're not one of the best teams I don't in Europe. Think we're, I don't think we're ready for a big team yet. I think we need a big team in the semis. I think we still need to get babied a little bit. <laughs> no. I'm not going to lie. I don't think we're ready for that. That's true. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I, I'm just hoping. No, the reason why I say that is the semi the quarterfinals is three weeks removed, I think, because we have the international break after this weekend, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's they always do announcements on the international mm. breaks to keep mm. headlines for themselves. So. Yeah, I'm thinking if we could get our run going, uh, I just want I just want us to beat a big team so I can say, you know what, maybe we got something here. But if we keep beating small teams, there's always gonna be a doubt in my head. We're gonna lose when we get to the final. Get could, my hopes up and just we drop could it. Win every game from now through the end of the season. I still won't believe Potter has got his <laughs> shit together. He's shown such disregard for this club's history by losing the Spurs that I I, I don't Oh my god. No, I knew he had something to man. do with Spurs, bro. Bro, it's not even the Southampton loss. It's that one. It is that one. It is a, it is that. It was so poor too. Mm-hmm. Probably 
technically more poor, but like emotionally, the Spurs one just got me too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no it was done. We've had in history loses for Spurs. That's my problem here. That's my problem. That's where we're starting now with this guy. Yeah, and even when we did lose for Spurs, you could arguably say Spurs deserves to win. Deserve to win those times. Because they were on fire at that time. Those times we lost the Spurs. They, we, they don't do a double over us. They don't. They don't. They don't beat us at home. They don't. <laughs> I don't get this. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, and that drops up the Champions League. Disgusting. Make of it what you will. I'll put his tag in the DM for all the Spurs players that are listening. <laughs> just go. Just um, at the end of the show. Just go. Just go. Bombard him with messages. Attack him. <laughs> hey, no Spurs fans watching this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it get worse. You know what? Yo, at me Spurs fans. Let's go. I might have to create a, fir- a fake Spurs account just to go at him. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional, damn it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's move on. Bump it over to the Premier League. Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Man, the resident Arsenal fan. How much have you take over? Like when you're taking over the league. All right. Uh, still top of the league. Uh, and this weekend, we could pull eight points clear, especially with City playing against Burnley in the FA Cup. So it, good if we could go into this international break with that kind of lead, even though they'll have a game in hand. Um, I'm looking in the run-up right now. Uh, our key games that we still have are Liverpool away, City away, Chelsea at home, and then Newcastle away. And it's all within a five-game stretch right there. That's going to be cre- uh, key. If we could at least hold City at home and then minimize damage on some of our other away games, we could potentially win this league. Whereas City, they they host Liverpool. They also uh, they play. Uh, they also host Arsenal, and then they also host Chelsea. They have a lot of a little bit more favorable fixtures. But it all depends. It's probably going to come down to that Arsenal game. And like I said, it's where we pick up points. Hopefully we don't drop any and we come into that break looking good. Uh, Hopefully we can rest some players because we played today, guys. And um, yeah, we we got kicked out of the Europa League uh, against Sporting. And a lot of the Arsenal fans that I saw online, you know, while it wasn't you know, a loss that we always welcome, but at least now we can just focus straight on the Premier League. So we'll take it one game at a time from here, and hopefully Arteta treats every game with respect. Yeah. I think you guys are... I I, I think this could be a blessing in disguise. Um, you're not in any other competition but the Premier League. That's the, be- that's the most I've read in uh, a lot of Arsenal's timeline. Blessing in disguise. But go ahead. Yeah, because at this point, you're already on top of the league. You have a five-point buffer. If you mess this up, it's going to be worse than the Gerrard slip. Or is it? It will be hilarious. Um... <laughs> Why are you so toxic, bro? It's just a toxic Chelsea fan. <laughs> I, think I, I honestly think I found it out. Are you guys familiar with like the theory of Bollocks? Go uh, ahead. No, educate me. So... Essentially, it's like this day where it's like, uh, say, say you have this town and it's ran completely perfectly. Everyone's happy. It's ran entirely perfect. Everything about it's perfect. Mm-hmm. But in the basement of like the town square or whatever, they have this like one person tied up and they like torture the shit out of him. That's the only way that they can have that perfect society. 
No, that's so, pretty much Spurs for me. Like, they're, <laughs> they're that person down there in that basement that just gets tortured all the time. Bro, we're talking about Arsenal. How did we get to Spurs? <laughs> what? Because well, Arsenal gets left in there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they switch up the person they torture. <laughs> but my point is, is that they they down there getting tortured, being up all the time, but it creates a perfect world outside of that. Man, hold up, hold up. I'm now trying to wonder what club I hate to that level. I don't know it's Barcelona. <laughs> it's Barcelona. I, fa- I hate them with a passion. <laughs> they, they took everybody from us in the summer. They pull in levers, levers yeah. and have your tables. I saw your comments. So what? We spend money because we have the money to spend. Don't be hating on Chelsea. Stay in your lane. Okay, stay over there in La Liga. I would say stay in the Europa League, but you got knocked out by Manchester United. Okay, we 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 do know that Tebas is not a Barcelona president fan. We you do know he's La Liga chairman or president of La Liga. I do not care. I associate okay. him to Barcelona <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. I hate that club. <laughs> because the same Barcelona hates Tebas too. Oh yeah. <laughs> But back on the Prem side of things, um... just hate Barcelona. So I'm blaming everything. <laughs> really Real Madrid's bad run. It's Barcelona's fault. Classico coming up pretty soon too. But I think for the most part, it's going to be a stretch for La Liga for Real Madrid to come back in. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, you, continue. Go ahead. Uh, and then you know, after the run-ins for first and second, you can already assume that they're going to be the top two. I don't think United's going to be in the race at all unless something catastrophic happens for both teams. Um, and then you could already look at who's going to finish third uh, or fourth, uh, we could say. Um, there's a good run-in of teams between Brentford, Brighton, uh, Newcastle, Spurs, and even Liverpool have kind of put themselves back in this race. And it would be pretty interesting to see one of the smaller clubs get it, but I want to say Liverpool are probably in better position because I don't trust Spurs to get that result. Especially with the whole contact thing going on, too. We all, everyone knows we're just going to leave Andrew to talk about the top four with, in, in regards to Spurs. We'll leave Spurs. I'm not, I'm not even going to say anything. Well, all right, well, they're not going to get top four. Uh, for, um, I'm not going to go down the same road. We've, I've repeated my reasons on this podcast several times. Oh wow! A little humility. He doesn't want to do it again. There is a god. If there is a god. If it were up to Andrew, they wouldn't finish top six either. <laughs> They'd be relegated. If it was up for me, they wouldn't be allowed to play football anymore. <laughs> but we need a Spurs in our league. We can't just oust them. No, it'd be they'd be going in administration. If it was oh wow! <laughs> but um. Yeah, know what? Chelsea is actually going to make top four. I'm not all right, all right. I'm kicking Andrew out the chat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all right, bro. I'm kicking. No, no. I it's Liverpool. It. I'm going to give it to Liverpool. No, don't. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not entertaining no foolishness. I I know I kind of went off the rails there because I kind of hate um Javier Tebas and how he's been running La Liga and I hate Barcelona, so I lump him in together with Barcelona. So, yeah, I, that's why I did I, that. But you're just taking it to a whole new level. No, I view it this way. Liverpool will beat out Newcastle and Spurs. However, we're only five points behind Liverpool. I believe if Potter hits form and does the, what he needs to do, 
then we would then we could catch Liverpool on points. And we're focused on just catching Liverpool on five points throughout the eleven games left. That's is feasible. You're telling me it off of. we realize we're I think four points behind Brentford because they won on Monday. We have to catch Brentford first. We have to. What are you talking about? We have to catch Brentford first. We're five points behind Liverpool. You think Brentford is going to keep up with Liverpool's pace throughout the end of the season? They I have think a, we're the only team out of the whole top ten that could keep up with Liverpool's pace and beat them to the point where we could get five points on them. I think we can do that because honestly, they looking like they're about to be in the mud for a while. All right, you up see, and down and cannot keep a winning streak see, going. See, so you see all of this? We, 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 he'll he'll have hope, and then Puddle do some bullshit this weekend, <laughs> and then he'll cover and the chat starting eleven <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> we haven't played a game all week. Change the whole starting eleven. I um, have a new transfer plan already. After we already spent six hundred mil this this whole two windows. <laughs> Listen, I'm not having no hope, any hope. But Chelsea making top four. If they make it, I'll celebrate. I'll celebrate like we win the like we won the league. But it, I think top four is Liverpool. Uh, Manchester United kinda I don't want to say faltering. I'll say they've stubbed their toe in the league. Because I think the last two two league games, two two losses, or the last three, um, a win and two losses. I'm lying. I'm lying. It's a win, a loss, and a draw. Because they drew on the weekend when Casemiro got the red card. Oh, speaking of that, I, I did want to touch on Casamito's red card. Do you guys think it was a red card? Because he definitely got that ball first. It goes, back to my, it, did, it, it goes back to my point earlier. You, not because you get the ball. That doesn't mean you can... All right. That, all right. Cool. Cool. Andrew and I are going for the ball, right? I nick the ball off Andrew. But I completely kick him in his chest. I kick, I kick the crap out of him. Let me ask Kai. That's not a foul. I mean, clearly. We no, that's not. <laughs> oh, you, we saw this against Kai Havertz. Not, not a foul. No, but he should have. Casemiro should not have been sent off. Clearly, I don't and, you know, think so either. And Ten Hag said that Ten Hag was. I, I honestly think it was a red card. Casemiro should have said, gotten sent off. You can't clean out that player just because you got the ball. Oh, yeah, no. No, but if you look at that situation, it, when he got the ball, he, yeah, he was a little bit over. But when he hits the ball, his foot still rises because of it. Him hitting yeah, the ball and I it catches the player's shin. But that yeah, means, but I don't but, think but, it matters why it rises. The fact ex- that exactly the fact that it did happen and it was out of control, even yeah. regardless of why it was or whatever it is. Yes, and it goes into the technicality of the sport. There's a way how to tackle. You can't you can't clean out the player and and expect everyone on their dog saw. That the Kai Havertz, um, the tackle on Kai Havertz is a red card because everyone knew if you're clearing a ball, your foot should not go that high. He knew and what he was doing. He had clear mark. I don't get like I don't understand that like clear marks on his on chest. his chest. If it was his thigh or whatever, then you could say okay, it's not a red card. He was just clearing the ball. How does a player and Kai Havertz is tall? He's six one or something, six two. I'm the... I'm not even asking for a yellow card or anything because I get accidents happen even though it didn't fucking look like one. But, but not like, even a foul? Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, how do you not... It's a clear follow-through. And not to even uh-huh. to derail it from uh, the original conversation with Casemiro, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, no, it does tie into it because similar yeah. incidents. And I thought Kai Havertz was done a bit dirty. And 
uh, I thought the the one on Kai Havertz should have been a red. Yeah, I'm just and the one on Felix. The one on Felix. I don't. And that that that's such a lack of inconsistency because Felix gets sent off for a red for doing a similar foul. Then he gets it done to him, and the guy doesn't get sent off. There's an agenda. Just because Chelsea spent six hundred million, bro. And honestly, I'm just glad that Karma came in when Kai got fouled like that, because then he scored in the extra time that we got from that foul. So, kind of worked out at least. Uh, I did want to ask you guys as well, uh, before we wrap up on the Prem, uh, from 12th place Crystal Palace sitting on 27 points, all the way to 20th place uh, Southampton sitting on 22. Five-point difference between nine-place teams. Who who do you guys got going down in this wild relegation run? Uh, it it could be a lot of people, but honestly, I think Southampton is gonna go down. I think Bournemouth will go down, and it would be either Forest or Lee. I think Everton, Leicester, and West Ham will and uh, Wolves will find a way to stay up. Wolves might find a way to go down, but I think they've hit enough good enough form where they've hit hit where they're at that mid table form. It's not necessarily good, but it's definitely not relegation form anymore, at least. The issue with Wolves, um where I see is there is just struggle to score goals. They'll probably just you know, get those like nasty one zero wins or those one one draws where they could just scrape enough points to get by. They are but sitting above everyone. When they'll go down. Yeah, I could see that too. Uh, Bournemouth, they they're picking up. They picked up three valuable points against Liverpool. They could have also nicked a point away from Arsenal too. Um, there is a little bit of fight in Bournemouth. Leeds, I'm not seeing it from Leeds, so Mm-mm. I don't want to nope. do that. West Ham, the 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 scary thing with them, they won today in the Conference League. They're into the next round. They won big. It could be a distraction for them, and it could yeah. hurt them in the Prem. If I'm being honest, if, if I was West Ham, I'm, I'm going all over that conference league. Yeah. No, I'm, what do you guys think? Yeah, if if it doesn't perturb them, you're probably not. You're probably not getting relegated. Yeah, like, most likely, because there's worse teams. Like you need to win. Like honestly, to not get relegated, you need to win like three. Get nine, po- nine more points, and you probably won't get relegated. They could do that out of eleven games. Give or, yeah, give or take. You want to reach around thirty-three to thirty-five to just. Just guarantee yourself safety, but at the same time, it all because the points are so close. Um, you could put we could potentially see like a team with like thirty six or thirty seven points might get relegated if they nick some points off of the top teams like a uh, Brentford or Fulham or Brighton. Yeah, but that thing is that requires like the like the whole cycle to happen because that means all nine teams has to pick up those points for that standard to get reset. And I mm-hmm. don't think that's going to happen across all nine teams. Maybe like six of them, in which case you got those three that are going to get left off. Bye yeah. bye. Yeah. And honestly, um, I think I think Southampton's gone. I think Leeds gone. Uh, I think the bottom, the bottom three are gone right now. I think Leicester has too much quality. Everton, this happens to them more often than not. They seem like they're about to get relegated and they pick up form. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. They don't pick that necessarily pick up form, they're fine wins. Wolves will stay up, and I think Nottingham Forest signed way too much players to go down. (laughs) He'll just keep chopping and changing until something sticks. Yeah, they might might end up being like just above. I think they're going to be that team above the relegation zone. 
because they they haven't had any kind of consistency or found any kind of form this season really. Everything that they've been able to do well has been ad hoc at best, really. Like it's mm-hmm. not been repeatable. Yeah, so um we see how it goes. Uh yeah, that's my unfortunately to Southampton. Um Leeds and Brown Mouth, Bourne Mouth. I don't think we'll be seeing them in the Premier League next season. All right. I know we, 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 we touched on this a little bit. There has been an investigation initiated against Barcelona uh, for paying off referees. I wanted to get what? your guys' opinion on this. Never heard of such a thing. What, what, what are we talking about here? Yeah, so apparently, um, going back a few weeks ago, there was a investigation that found that there was a large sum of payment paid for paid to a referee that was working for a referee club, um, like a referee union or a referee company in, in Barcelona, and um, not in Barcelona, in Spain, in La Liga, and they wanted to know why, and the club hasn't made any official statement. There are quotes out there that they said um we only did it because the referees were helping out real madrid and stuff like that so it's a huge investigation there's no official club statement from barcelona yet ah <sighs> did it say what years this was from 20, 2012 up you're thinking about the handball again <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was also thinking about it too. <laughs> so yes, that that handball that's on the referee, not on Barcelona. So whatever you're going on about, Andrew, just um, had to check. Just had to check. You know, because they might have seen that and said, "Oh, maybe this is what we could get with money." Some of the funny things I've seen online regarding this whole Barcelona thing, uh, this mess is uh some people uh, making fun of to where hey they they didn't know that I was a referee committee they thought it was UNICEF that they were paying you know oh, or boy. Uh, maybe uh the, the best one i heard especially uh, through ESPN FC was that the uh, suppo- allegedly there was a quote say uh, from one of the people that were part of these payments uh from Barcelona they were saying hey we just are paying you not to rig the game for us but so that Barcelona don't get the bad ref calls. And then the other point was brought up. It was like, okay, if they're paying you to not get the bad ref calls, who's going to pay them to give you the good calls? You know, there was that side of it. And, you know, this just doesn't look good for Barcelona as a whole. And the whole, like, the way they've just been handling the money and then on top of this that they've got to deal with, it just, it's embarrassing. Mm. And, you know, it, probably going to take be taken up to court. Uh, I don't know what could really come out of it because if you look at it, uh, they only won two European titles from that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I only say just as if it's like nothing, but it is major for, you know, for any of the club to win the European title. And that was, well, it was Pep's second with uh, Messi. And then it was the treble with the uh, MSN with Luis. Yeah, Luis Enrique. Enrique. So, it's it's pretty damning if any of this comes you know it's already come to light if but if any of it is found out to be true though yeah what's your guys it, it, it's absolutely crazy 
I know I went on a rant earlier because I don't like um, Javier Tebas. And I don't like Barcelona, so I just all lump them together. It's okay. So you lump okay. Tebas and Barcelona. Okay. But Te- you do realize that Tebas is the one that's telling Barcelona. I hey, know this. You side players. Meanwhile, Barcelona, they're just pulling levers and they're selling bits of their club. And that's the worst part about it. It's they're selling bits of their club so that they could get some kind of influx of cash. Meanwhile, the way that they're stretching out the future of their club, it's it's going to be crazy because it's, you know, at some point money isn't going to be coming in. You can't just be selling your club like that. Yeah, and the yeah, money and the money is going to go to other people. Too. Exactly. If, if I think even this weekend they have to they have to put a new sponsor in their shirt, uh, uh in El Clasico coming up, it's absolutely insane. I will never have respect for that club. I respect some of the players that play for that club, but I will never respect Barcelona. I absolutely, I don't know. I'm not I'm not as toxic as Andrew. <laughs> but I just hope for their downfall, especially when they got when they got knocked out the Europa the, the Champions League and I called it. Look, I I'm not toxic. I just say what it is against Spurs. It's we were like, just talking about Arsenal. I don't know how how did you brought it? That is not Chelsea. <laughs> so you respect no other London clubs? Um. I, res- I respect Arsenal. I Never respect know. Brentford. I respect Fulham. I respect Palace. If he says... Uh, I respect Liverpool. <laughs> you know, there's like 100 See? London clubs he could go off of here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I respect all clubs. Except... I mean, I, I just can't say it publicly, honestly. Like, I just don't. I respect them as an institution that play that kicks a ball i guess um so let me pose a question to you i respect the players individually i have no respect for hurricane how are you this good and still at spurs i have won a trophy man you lost all my respect there's no way look 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 look. conte jose Mourinho. there's been a lot of people that have been there now that have not won a trophy at spurs that are serial winners you're talking about the dude that changed Italian football. And he literally went back to end the winning streak that he started in Italian football. And he couldn't win at Spurs. <laughs> and to, uh, to add on to your point. Oh, yeah. Mind blown. He did do that. He yes. did go back to Italy and, 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 and uh, Juventus winning streak. Yeah, that he started. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was Conte that did that. Following his uh, triumphs with Italy, well, I, they didn't win anything. You but this, but, yeah. but I, I did want to follow up with you on uh, the whole Spurs thing, where their second time when they could have won a trophy, it was I believe it was a League Cup or the FA Cup against Manchester City, this and they ended up Mourinho. firing Mourinho, you, the one guy that you think you know could probably get something out of this, and they fire him the week leading up to it. It's like it, it sounds like the most Spurs thing you could do. It's a di- it's a disease. And they just proved my point. <laughs> Listen. You know what? What do you guys think about, about the new World Cup the new World Cup format? I'm done. What do you guys think about the new World Cup format? Um extended to forty it is forty eight teams, twelve group stage, twelve groups, twelve groups, four four teams per group. 
Um, no. I I hope it's ultimately good in terms of like scouting for for talent across more countries now. Hopefully, but I'm not sure how it's going to be in terms of like entertainment value in terms of like the, the more games to watch things like that. It may be less valuable, less interesting games and things like that. But I think it'd probably be good overall in terms of like I'll be hearing about players from countries I didn't never really seen play before now. More wider variety. I I think. F- for that, it's more of a chance for like teams like a like maybe like a Scotland or maybe like South America. They tend to it, it tends to Caribbean be a good rotation of teams. This time. Um, here's the thing with the Caribbean and Concacaf. Uh, because it's being hosted by Canada, Mexico, and U.S., they're only allowing three more slots for the Concacaf because it's uh, already three is already taken up. Mm. So you can already see who could potentially make it out of that uh i don't know if costa rica is still that powerhouse uh we could potentially see a return of jamaica into the world cup or listen, maybe listen listen if we don't make if we do if not you, make world you cup, guys do have a good to. squad to make it too let me tell us i'm gonna talk to me jamaican people right now see if we don't make world cup but done you but done with the l Stick to Bomba Chakafield. Tell him, Andrew, stick to Bomba Chakafield. Hear me, I say, no, man. It's if you don't make World Cup next time. It's done, brother. I hate that. Me done, you. Me done. Me get me that. Say it, I get me. Me done, brother. Mad. I'm sorry about that, guys. Continue. <laughs> For, no, to, to your point, we kind of... I don't know if that puts uh, pressure on Jamaica now to qualify... I don't know about first, but to actually qualify, then you have your other teams like your Costa Rica, your Panama, Honduras. Um, win, Honduras. They're gonna. It's gonna be a dogfight now, mm-hmm. just to get to those spots. And then I re- remember it was back in two thousand six when it was Trinidad and Tobago when they made mm-hmm. it, and that was a big deal for them. That was a big deal. Brother, I'm If we don't make, if we don't make it to the next World Cup, the the the. The reggae girls, right, made it to two World Cups, and we still haven't made it to our second one. It's been, but change change the topic. Let's talk about a different a different national team. Let's talk about Brazil, right? It'd be done because <laughs> it's upsetting. Brazil, if they don't make it to the World <laughs> Cup, oh <laughs> no! I mean, with that format. I, I, I think it's still the same with uh, South American teams. I think it's still five that could still only make it because it's only 10 of them qualifying. Mm-hmm. So it's not much of a pull that they could really bring out of there. Uh, so it'll probably still be your usual favorites, Argentina, Brazil, and then and whoever's probably informed like a Uruguay, Colombia. Mm-hmm. I have a, um, I, yeah, actually, I have a point. I have a question about that. Um, I know it's a bit early. Do you think Luis Diaz is, new, is Colombia's new hope, new talisman? Um, I'll reframe your question to where back in 2014, where Colombia had a, a lot more talent um, on the on the team. Uh, you know, you talk about like James Rodriguez, Falcao, and those players. Even though you're like a younger Cuadrado, that was their best uh, generation. Um, so. And now you were looking at. I'm not saying that right now they're they're not good enough. Well, actually, I am saying that. Um, 
Luis Diaz has yet to really prove that with Colombia. And he could potentially be their best player in the next coming years. And it's going to be tough for him if he doesn't have another couple of players on that level like James Rodriguez did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Hopefully my point came across there. Yeah, it, it does come across. Um, what do you think next for Uruguay? Is Uruguay, be- they, yeah. they definitely have a solid group of players, um, especially they're very competitive team, especially in South America. And then another team that it's probably on the up uh, up and coming would most likely it's it's looking like Ecuador because they have a solid group of players, mm-hmm. um, and I, I the way they made their run last time out, uh, they kind of fizzled out in the World Cup, but I I think they'll most likely be there for the next World Cup. They they got a solid young core, and I I can expect good things from them. Okay, hey, that's really solid, uh. Andrew, from a European, from a US um, perspective, Ooh, what's yes. going on? <laughs> I mean, it's a lot to could honestly consolidate, and honestly, we can get. I got a, I got a SME that we could bring on the show to actually deep, dig in deeper later. We could talk about that, but um, hmm. from a US perspective, honestly, what we need to do is honestly just solidify our midfield. Get Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, get them in the pivot of like a four-two-three-one. Get two wing, get the get a right winger that's paired with Pulisic, and get a number ten. Diorina. Yeah, get I, a number ten that could take the hits for Pulisic. I wanted to. It's gonna take the ooh. attention off him. Somebody that's like dangerous, like Diorina would be perfect because they can't. Because if they can keep targeting Pulisic and bullying him, then they're just gonna take him out the game easy because they. You get you get two big tackles on him, and he he start limping limping off. Pretty much. So I, I wanted to touch up, especially on the whole Gio Reyna. Um, do you think he actually still gets called back into the U.S. team? How can you not? He's arguably yeah, more talented than Pulisic. No, no, it's not. It's not the talent. It's the whole issue that happened after the whole fallout with the Burhalter, and then where Gio's parents started calling out Burhalter and basically kind of got him out of a job because of it. If you're yeah, if they, you're a coach with any nose, I'm sorry, Andrew. If you're a coach with any nose, or um, anything about you, you step in and you control the dressing room, and you control the narrative. Barhold, Greg Barhalter, it's gone too far for him. I should start with a new coach, same group of players. Oh, no, no, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. If I if if I was any new coach, you call him in, have a calm, quick conversation, Reina. Not even a huge. Conversation. You're gonna tell him, "Hey, I'm the coach. I made the decision. I value you as a player. You're one of our best players here. I'm just gonna set the precedent, right? No parents, no one, um, is gonna call and say, oh, my game, my my son is not playing. Whatever we discuss here is confidential. You'll never see me go to the to the media, which is kind of what happened with mm-hmm. Barholt and, and why it got to this extent. Um, you'll never see me go to the media, and we'll continue from there." It's, it doesn't, and you can't say it's not about the talent. He's way too talented in this limited talent pool of players you have. No, I'm not disagreeing for, with for, for a certain, in regards to a certain level of a football, level of football, um, to not call him. It's insane. It, it would be a big blow if uh, Gio Reyna didn't feature as a future for the USMT. Uh, where one thing that 
you know, that's stifling is that if, let's say, Berhalter doesn't have a career in soccer anymore because of this, uh, I do feel like it's harsh to really blame Gio Reyna because of what his parents did. But, mm-hmm. you know, who's to say they won't do that again? And hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully they've learned their lesson because Claudio Reyna, who holds a, a major position in, um, I believe it's for Austin FC, if I'm not mistaken. And, oh, you know, hopefully he gets relieved of his duties for his actions, you know, for him, uh, you know, for him and his family threatening, uh, you know, another position of, an, you know, another senior figure in the, uh, you know, the United States uh, soccer team. So I, I thought that was, it was embarrassing from both sides. Berhalter shouldn't have let it fester the way it did. Yeah, and he and should he, have handled it from day one. Uh, but it's his uh, problem. It's his, re- it's his um, fault why he got to the to, to, to this. No, level. yeah. Because if you're gonna ostracize a player in 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 training or in the dressing room, okay, it's fine. Why? Do it why? And, leave it there. and why would you bring it to the media after the World Cup's over? It, yeah, it was I, not needed. No. The thing is, it, it's also what they brought up too and decided to release as well because it was an incident that happened a very long time ago that clearly was squared away between the two people that it happened with. Yeah, it was just like you're clearly bringing it out for the purpose of like mm-hmm. making him a bit being like a smear campaign versus like you know helping out the victim or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the, that to me was like the real like the really like petty part about it, where you're just clearly using it as. And yeah, the worst it, part is it, it comes off as it's embarrassing for for the United yeah. States soccer. Yeah. It really it's is. It's upstate. <sighs> I don't want to continue on this. It is it is embarrassing. It is what it is. And hey, just to answer your question, just start over new. Same group of players. Keep the winning. Try to get winning run going. Just start over new. Use your talent pool. Honestly, I honestly think this time should be more focused on trying to find a striker. Yeah, if they could develop a striker. There's a couple of them throughout Europe. Uh, the young... Uh, his name escapes me. Pfok, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. plays in Turkey, right? Yep. And he, um, there's one. Uh, he plays in league, and he has an opportunity to play for US, uh, for the US national team as well. But he has to make a decision. Uh, his name excuse it escapes me at the moment. Well, after saying that drama, he's gonna be like, hmm, "Do I really want to be part of that?" I think. I think. I think it's Balogun. Balogun, yeah, from Arsenal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he does have the option to play for the United States. Mm. Yep. So, hey, focus on getting a striker. And uh, take it from there, in my opinion. All right, guys. Um, any final thoughts before we close out the show here? Uh, Barcelona are innocent. And Arsenal to win the league. Let's do it. Um, if Arsenal can't beat Chelsea when they play us, they're going to lose the league to City. Yeah, you can't. You can't just say that because no, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, what if they're? What if they're points clear of City? Because I could see City drop. You know, I'm not getting into it. Look, it's a solid three points. It's a very important three. Listen, points. listen, listen, why listen. Could, why couldn't you just say your love for Spurs? You know, why couldn't you just end it with that? Listen, why? listen, listen, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. We're not worried about other clubs right now. We're worried about Chelsea. Leave other clubs alone. You guys have Champions League for the love of. We barely have a club to be worried about with Potter at the wheel. 
You know what? I'm going to close it. Thank you guys for joining us today at the Final Whistle Podcast. <laughs> I apologize for all the, the, the crazy turns, my outrage at Barcelona and Javier Tibbas and how he runs La Liga. Uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. And Andrew's derogatory comments about Spurs. Called for. Spurs. Very called for. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive here. I'm it's all rooted in truth. I didn't exaggerate and at all throughout any of my statements. You know what? Thank you guys for joining us today at the Final Whistle Podcast. Please remember <laughs> to follow us at uh, the Final Whistle Podcast on Instagram, the Final Whistle 2022 on TikTok, the Final Whistle 10, replace the E at the end with the number 10 on Twitter, and the Final Whistle, fo- fo- and the Final Whistle Podcast on YouTube. I am your host today, Javon, and I'm here with both my co-hosts. This is Ryan, guys. Take it easy. This is Andrew. Peace out, y'all. Catch you guys on the flip.